Welcome to the Beauty, Business and Being a Boss Babe, the podcast for aspirational and dream-believing women who want to level up and be the true boss babe they deserve to be. I'm your host, Lauren Lee, and with 17 years experience in beauty and business, I'm here for anyone who has a passion for self-development, self-love and making money. To see more of who I am, follow me on Instagram at Lauren Lily Lee and at my business page, Beautiful by Lauren. Without further ado, let's get started. Good morning, guys. Welcome to uh, this week's episode of the podcast. Um, sorry, it's a little bit late. Um, I've had a few uh, hectic days on the go. Uh, yesterday, I was out and about. I was doing a presentation at a college. Um, I was then sort of going for a photo shoot for um, something to do with business. And then um, I went to the salon, uh, went and had my weekly PT, and then I went to see Mika Flanagan. So it was all go, go, go. Um, so I know I do normally do a podcast um, on a Tuesday to come out Wednesday um, but I was just sort of a little busy on Tuesday um, sort of getting my online training up and running which is something that I'm really excited about so apologies it's now Thursday um, so today I'm going to be talking about uh, the beauty industry um, obviously it is a beauty business podcast um, so I'm just going to be talking about sort of something that I was on about yesterday when I was doing a, a lecture at Burton College um, and just how um, I think the perception is that sort of beauty isn't a proper job. Um, um, I've come across it a few times. I've had it said to me, um, you know, and sort of undermining sort of the beauty industry as a whole and sort of making out, you know, that potentially we've not got sort of good qualifications or we did beauty because uh, there was nothing else that we could get into. Um, and obviously I'm here to completely just dispel that myth, which obviously most of you know if you are in the beauty industry already. Uh, but if it is something that you're thinking of getting into the beauty industry, whether it be eyebrows, makeup, nails, uh, you know, anything uh, beauty related. Um, I'm here to just hopefully give you a bit of inspiration um, and a bit of advice for those people that potentially might not believe in you um, or think that you should go out and get a proper job, so to speak. So when I joined the beauty industry, um, when I was sort of 16, um, not full time, as I've mentioned before, I decided that I wanted to do a nail course. So I went, made my mum take me on a nail course. And at the time, um, nails wasn't re- nails weren't really a thing, should I say. I specifically remember one of my mum's friends when I was growing up, we used to have this woman come around the house and do her nails. And I used to think that she was a witch. And I remember saying to my mum, Why, what, what's she been done to her nails? And she'd say, oh, she's having false ones put on. I, I said, you know, why has she got what's wrong with her nails? And my mum said she hadn't got any. Well, me being me, sort of being young, actually thought she had no nails. Um, and was sort of thinking, oh my God, like, why has she got no fingernails? Like, is she not normal? Is she a secret witch? Um, and I was absolutely terrified of her. Um, but I think sort of that started my obsession with nails. Um, I always loved painting my nails. I'd buy loads of different nail polishes. I had hundreds and hundreds um, and was just obsessed with with wanting to do nails and I remember I went on holiday to America and we were sort of passing a nail salon and I said to my mum I want to get my nails done but I didn't know what sort of nails were I didn't know what acrylics were obviously gel polish at the time that wasn't a thing um and it was just sort of something that you know sort of seemed completely alien whereas you know now there's a nail salon in every street corner you know sort of practically Everybody does nails, uh, but then it was just, you know, sort of up and coming really, so to speak. Um, and obviously now it's just absolutely boomed. The beauty industry is thriving. 
Uh, but I did face a lot of adversity sort of back when uh, I trained to be uh, a beautician and I wanted to get into beauty. And once I'd opened the salon, I specifically remember sat there and a woman saying to me, oh, oh, did did you not sort of do very well at school? And I was like, oh, you know, what do you mean? And she says, oh, well, you know, sort of going into beauty and again, not understanding what she was on about. I said, oh, what do you mean? I said, oh, did you not ever fancy getting a proper job? And I've only been asked it once and I just remember thinking, a proper job. This is a proper job. Uh, you know, I'm not just sat here for the fun of it. I'm here earning a living. I'm running a business. Um, you know, there's so many aspects of, you know, sort of being a beautician. Apologies, that's the dog barking in the background. So as I mentioned in my first podcast, um, I, I decided that I wanted to do hairdressing when I was sort of probably 15, 16. I had a job as a Saturday girl from about the age of 12 um, and just really wanted to go into hairdressing. Um, and I think the perception was um, because you only needed three GCSEs to get into college to do hair or beauty, that if you didn't get any more than that, you know, sort of that was what you would go and do. So at least you were at college. The perception was sort of that, like, you know, sort of working in the beauty industry was just, you know, you sit and you do nice little massages and you do paint nice little nails and, you know, you earn, like, you know, a little bit of money, probably minimum wage, and that, you know, you don't amount to much. Um, so yesterday I was asked um, by a lady called Alicia to go and give a talk at Burton College uh, in Staffordshire. So I went yesterday um, with the hope of kind of inspiring and motivating students there. Now, this was a room full of kids that have literally just left school. Um, so they're only sort of six weeks into doing a beauty course. Um, sat there sort of wide eyed and not really a clue sort of what life you know, has in store for him. Um, and they were just like sat there like little sponges. Um, and I, you know, I, I asked the question, you know, sort of why is it that you've come into the beauty industry? Um, and everybody looked at me absolutely terrified, not wanting to answer. Um, but one girl had a really good answer and she just said, Oh, I want to go specifically into skincare and I want to help people with skin like mine. Um, so she had got acne. She had got, um, quite red aggravated skin um, and I just thought it was really nice that she she wants to help people and that is a lot of what we do uh, obviously people are coming to us because they have what they perceive as a problem so a problem being sort of like bad eyebrows or bad skin um, or you know they want to get something done for the holidays you know we're there to make them sort of look better um, but I think as well sort of being a beautician we're so, we're so much more than just somebody you know who does your treatment you know we're a therapist we're a a, you know a shoulder to cry on where you know sort of somebody that you know you might want to vent to at the end of the day um, and I think sort of people don't realize sort of what's you know part of our job um, and what we do um, is so much more than just making people look and feel nicer um, you know the amount of people that have you know sat in my chair and cried because they're having a bad day or you know they've just split up with a boyfriend or you know I've you know, unfortunately had somebody whose um, dad had taken their own life and, you know, sort of sat there and was really upset and was crying about it. Um, and, you know, we're the people that sort of take this on and listen to this and, you know, just hopefully sort of make people feel a little bit better. Um, and that's sort of a massive part of the job that people don't even realise. And I don't think there's many jobs out there where you get that kind of intimacy with somebody. Um, I feel like with a beautician that, you know, sort of, or you know, when I say beautician, I mean sort of brown tech nail tech whatever it is that you do um that sort of people don't realize that we are the therapist hence why it's called 
a beauty therapist. Sometimes it can be a bit of a hindrance more than a help, you know, if you're having a bad day yourself or you know, sort of had a, a stream of customers that are constantly telling you you know, negative stories or, you know, gossip or talking about the news. And yeah, it can be a little bit depressing. Um, I felt like it, during COVID, it was just kind of nonstop, but talking about COVID, talking about masks, uh, but it all got a little bit tedious. So thank God that's moved on. Um, but yeah, sort of, I was sort of felt really inspired once I'd been to the college yesterday. And I was, I felt really buzzed that all these people sat in front of me wanted to be in the beauty industry because I just think it's an amazing industry to be in. And, and it's come on so much um you know sort of when I started doing it so I went to college when I was 21 um I specifically remember the woman telling me that I'd never get a job in a beauty salon because I couldn't hold a nail polish pot in my hand um and paint with the other I mean how ridiculous is that um you know people do not care about that kind of thing um and you could only get a job as a beautician if you've got level one two and three beauty um and even now you know there are sort of sometimes you know i'll want to do um a course or i'll want to offer something you can't because you haven't got level three beauty um and i think it's a bit old hat i don't think you need like all your mvqs um if you want to do beauty you know you can sort of specialize in one area which is i think what a lot of people go and do now you know people go and do a microblading course or they'll go and do a brow course or they'll go and do a nail course um i think sort of having you know the full sort of mvqs um it's a bit old hat, but I think, you know, obviously when you're sort of 16, 17 and you don't know how to get into beauty or you don't have the money to, to go and pay to go on to courses that, you know, you might be of more interest to you, then you go to college and you do beauty. Um, I've got no regrets of going to college, even though I did M- only did MVQ level one. Um, I think then it, it sort of... I found the parts of the course that worked for me and what I wanted to, to learn. Uh, waxing definitely was not for me, body waxing. It was just not something I was good at at all. I got more wax on me. Um, and I specifically remember I did offer waxing when I first opened the salon. Um, I used to do, you know, just typical bikini waxes. Um, and I remember um, I'd gone to Morrison's to put some fuel in my car. And I was just stood there in the queue, probably about 10 people in this queue. Um <laughs> And the woman just tapped me on the back and she said, oh, you've, you've got something on your back. And I was like, oh, right, okay, that bloody dog, I'm going to absolutely kill you. So she tapped me on the back and sort of like says, oh, you've got something on your back. I was like, oh, right, okay, no worries. Uh, paid for my fuel, got in the car, um, and I'd got a wax strip stuck to my back um, that was covered in pubic hair. So I'd been stood in the queue in Morrison's with pubes stuck to my back. I mean, I was absolutely mortified. You literally couldn't make it up. Um, and from that moment on, I decided that waxing was not for me. Um, I wasn't very good at it at college, um, but I kind of excelled in other areas. So I definitely think it kind of whittles down what you're good at and maybe what's not for you. Um, and another thing as well yesterday that um, I was quite surprised at was that there was actually a guy on the beauty course, uh, which I think is absolutely amazing um, that, you know, sort of guys want to go into beauty because I definitely think there's a market for it. Um, and I think there's sort of, you know, um, a big surge of like guys specifically doing skincare. There's quite a few people, few people that I follow on Instagram, um, Andrew Wheatcroft, um, James Atkinson, um, that all sort of specialise in skin. 
Um, and it's a big business and I think sort of over the next few years that is definitely going to evolve. Um, so I think if sort of that is of interest to anybody, then that's definitely something kind of worth looking at because I do think that's going to be huge. And I think we are going to have an influx of men coming into the beauty industry as well. So when I was at the college yesterday and I was asking questions, um, you know, I sort of asked everybody, you know, sort of what it is you want to do. And I didn't get many answers because they're absolutely terrified 16 year olds. Um, but sort of the, the lecturer sort of, made uh, the guy um, speak up, I think his name was James, um, and he just said um, that he's worried that there isn't a place for him in the beauty industry because um, he's not girly enough. Um, I asked him who had told him that for a start, um, and he said, you know, nobody, it was just something that he thought himself, which is a real shame that there is still this perception that you have to be really girly to go into beauty because even some girls aren't girly and that's absolutely fine. Um, the lady that I go to for my waxing, um, Charlotte, she's amazing. She's covered head to toe in tattoos. She's got the, I think, a, a six piercings in her tongue. Um, you know, she does webcam. Um, she's not afraid to tell you that sort of when you go. She's completely quirky. Um, not sort of someone who you would perceive as being a beautician. Um, but that, Again, is that's just old hat that we perceive that, you know, beauty therapists all have to be like really pruned, like, you know, sort of long, gorgeous hair, full face makeup, uh, when that's just not reality. Uh, you know, when we're sort of doing uh, treatments on people sort of day in, day out, trust me, we're the last people to get treatments done. Um, but it's a shame that there is still this perception that sort of you might not fit um, and that, you know, sort of people might look at it and think that what you're doing isn't a proper job. Uh, now, I'm sure it's not just the beauty industry where people feel this way. Um, you know, I can imagine if you wanted to be, I don't know, like a clothes designer or you wanted to be an artist or you wanted to be a dancer, um, that, you know, there's probably somebody out there who said to you, well, you know, it's not a proper job. You can't make a living out of that. But I think as long as you put your mind to something, you can do whatever the hell you want to do. Um, and if that's sort of being a dancer or your goal is to, I don't know, sort of be a singer or be on West End or be an artist or be a yoga instructor, whatever it is that you want to do. I just don't think that anything per se is a proper job. Um, I think when people sort of say proper job, they mean sort of something that's like a, a doctor or a nurse or a solicitor, uh, you know, sort of something that people assume, you know, have authority and hold sort of a place in society. Um, but why would you not sort of want to do what you love and like follow your passion? Um, and, you know, I say it all the time, sort of, you know, sort of people being like, oh, I hate my job. Um, oh, I wish I could go and do this. And I'll say, well, why don't you then? Um, and the biggest struggle a lot of the time is money. Um, and that's what I, why I didn't go to college until later in life, because I got a job, you know, I was earning good money. I got used to, to sort of having that money. I had a company car. So then the thought of sort of going back and sort of starting from the beginning and sort of earning £3 an hour was just not happening. Um, but then that's why I decided to go to beauty in an evening. But I think if you really want something and you are unhappy at work, then you've got to change it. Um, you know, we spend more time at work than we do at home. And, you know, if you're getting up in the morning, you're thinking, oh, I don't want to go to work or, or I hate that person that I work with or, or I hate my boss, then, well, 
the only thing that's going to change is you by changing it. You know, if you, nothing's going to miraculously happen um, if you don't try and change it yourself. So rather than sort of complaining about your circumstances, try and change them. Uh, now, I know that's easy for me to just sit here and say, but I think sort of potentially if it is maybe money that's holding you back, then can you save up? Can you look at funding? You know, are there options out there that you, where you can get some help? Um, you know, even if it meant, you know, would you be eligible for universal tax credits maybe if you know, sort of you took like a pay cut. And I just think if you're really unhappy in what you do, um, then you're never going to thrive. You're not living up to your full potential because you're not going to be the happiest that you can be because, you know, all you're thinking of is, oh, I don't want to go to work. And, you know, you're sort of waiting to come home at the end of the day because you hate being at work. Whereas, you know, find something that you love, find something that you want to do. And as cheesy as it sounds, you'll never feel like you're you sort of working. Um, and I think I had this realisation yesterday. Um, so I have sort of cut my hours down at work, not intentionally. Um, it's because I want to do training um, every day. Tuesday, um, potentially every Wednesday, and then I try to do admin as well on Wednesday. So then I actually only work with clients sort of like three days a week, sort of like Thursday, Friday, and then potentially a Saturday or a Sunday because I work alternate weekends. Um, so I have been sort of like sort of working less, and um, well, just while I'm trying to get my training up and running. And yesterday, when I was driving back from um, the college, giving the lecture, you know, I'd had a nice morning, I'd got up, I'd gone to the salon, I'd got my hair curled, gone, like I say, gone for the photo shoot, then gone to the college, and then I was going back to the salon to get my toes done, um, and then I was going for a PT, um, and then sort of going out, and I just thought, you know, I've created this life, you know, there's not many people that can say on a Wednesday that, you know, they sort of, they can do what they want, um, and it just kind of hit me really that I, I've created this life and that sort of by being self-employed, I can do what I want. Obviously, not being at work means that I don't earn money. Um, but the reason why I'm sort of trying to launch online training is so that I can have obviously money coming in in the background. Because um, I do think sort of as a beautician, obviously sort of when you were not moving your hands, neither is a bank balance moving either. So sort of, you know, I think we definitely need to do something else on the side to bring money in. Um, and I think as well in case... Unfortunately, fingers crossed, we're never in a situation like COVID again uh, where none of us can work. But I think if you've got a little sideline going on um, or another little business running on the side, then, you know, we've always got a backup. Um, there's always a way of sort of extra money coming in. Uh, so when I go on holiday next week, for example, you know, if sort of my online training was launched, then obviously that could be uh, available for people to buy. I could be earning money whilst I'm sat on a beach, um, which is amazing. Um, but yeah, I just think, you know, sort of go out there, create the life that you want, um, give yourself, you know, what you deserve. And, you know, I think sort of it's only potentially as you get older, you realise that any job is a proper job, um, you know, and if push come to shove, if I did, couldn't sort of go to work or couldn't do beauty or, you know, sort of something happened, then I would have absolutely no qualms like going and getting a job in a supermarket. Um, you know, I wouldn't be bothered at all um, by sort of doing um, any kind of job, you know, sort of, I think when you get older and you've got bills and you've got, you know, a house and commitments, you know, I think the only thing that you're concerned with is money. Um, obviously sort of, you know, having a good career, um, is really important as well. And I think job satisfaction, um, you know, my husband sort of, he's got a job, he comes in, you know, he'll moan about work and sometimes about, oh, I don't want to go to work today. Um, He's been self-employed in the past. Unfortunately, he had a business that didn't work out. Um, and so, to, you know, when we were um, 
last year, sort of before the fire, he was just in the process of setting up a business um, that was in the same building um, as me. So obviously when the fire happened, um, that meant that he lost that business as well. So he'd just taken out a £20,000 loan to start this business up um, and that went up in flames, you know, sort of. So that was a waste of money. So I feel like he's faced a lot of adversity as well. Um, I think at the minute he just doesn't kind of know what he wants. Uh, He wants to actually come and work for me, but uh, I think I'd strangle him if I had to work with him 24-7. He doesn't want to be a beautician. He wants to just be my little admin guy. Um, So maybe I'll just get him making uh, cups of teas and uh, keeping everybody happy. He definitely won't be working on the front desk like he thinks, bless him. Um, But yeah, you know, sort of when I see the factors, you know, he has to get up, he has to go work at a certain time and he has to go and work set days and you know, sort of he comes home and, you know, he's been put sort of on like an out of hours um, call out and, you know, sort of, I don't, I'm really lucky that I don't have anybody telling me what to do. Um, and I think that's why it's amazing being self-employed, um, especially being in the beauty industry, you know, sort of people are flexible now, you know, people don't work Monday, Friday, nine to five, you know, all the time so we've got you know obviously we can fill appointments up in the day people work shifts i work sundays which are an amazingly popular day um, and i would definitely encourage anybody to to work a sunday because my sundays fill up quicker than any other day of the week um and if you don't mind working them then yeah definitely be a beautician that offers that service because it is a rarity and everybody always says to me oh you're open on a sunday like i'm insane but i actually don't mind it at all and i get home and i've got a sunday done a cook which is even nicer um so I just think if you kind of feel like you're in a rock and hard place and you're sort of thinking oh you know I want a bit of a change and what do I do well the only person that's going to change anything is you so even if you are a beautician already and you kind of feel a bit like you you know you're constantly at work and that you know sort of all you're doing is work 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 and you don't have any personal life you know you can change that if you're self-employed you know yes it'll mean that you know you're not earning potentially as much money one week or you know sort of if you cut your hours then you know that's going to obviously have an impact on how much you need to earn the other hours but make your life your own you know sort of do with it what you want because yes as much as I'm here for saying you know strive to be the best you know dream believe achieve also at the same time you know we're not going to be remembered when we die for how much work that we put in um you know we're going to be remembered for you know what type of person we were and you know sort of i'm reading a book at the minute um and it keeps referring to um a book is that's called regrets of the dying um and everybody just says you know that they wish they did it they done more um in regards to sort of like spending more time with the family um they wish they didn't work as much and i think as, as great as it is obviously i absolutely love my work and I actually sort of fell out with uh, Jason sort of last weekend because I got my laptop out on a Saturday after we'd been out. Um, and, he, you know, he said, can you not just have one day off? Um, and I absolutely love my job and I probably would work a lot more uh, when I get home if it wasn't for him kind of telling me no. Um, so sometimes, you know, I have to I have to work on my days off because I've got to get stuff done, especially with trying to launch my training at the moment. But I think sometimes you just have to just do things for you as well so whether it be having a bit of a rest taking a spa day you know having a few hours off not going to work quite as early um, and just looking after yourself as well because obviously the mental health side of it is really important you know you don't want to burn yourself out and I think if you are waking up every morning and thinking oh I don't want to go to work then you know you need to look at sort of doing something to change that because you're just going to be miserable 
um, you're just going to feel like you're not living you know your best potential so have a little look you know have a little think about what it is that you want um, you know is there anything else that you could do that could you know potentially sort of make you happier um, or is it just a situation at work that might need a bit of change and you know it's only going to change if you work on it um so there's not really much purpose to today's podcast i don't really have kind of any um sort of great sort of inspiration or knowledge and sort of saying this is what i've learned from this and i'm going to teach how to do this or that um i just wanted to to basically just come on and just reflect on um sort of the perception that is the beauty industry not being a proper job and you know just helping sort of hopefully to encourage anybody that's kind of stuck in a bit of a rut to 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 get out there and just stop getting in your own way um and just you know sort of be the best version of you by making yourself as happy as possible in whatever you do so whether you're thinking of getting into the beauty industry it's an amazing industry to get in um, or whether you're already in the beauty industry and you feel like you need to maybe you know take a bit of time for you or you just need to switch things up or you know sort of need to change sort of whether you know you're working too much and you need to take a bit of you time uh, then look can you do these things um, but I think it's really important, you know, if anybody ever says to anybody, you know, sort of that what we do isn't a proper job, um, then I think you know, we need to we need to put them right and we need to tell them that every job is a proper job um, and not to diminish what we do because we do, as beauticians, an amazing job. You know, we make people look better. We put a hell of a lot of training and hard work into, you know, what we do. And obviously nowadays we're not just therapists, you know, we have to be social media moguls and we have to, you know, do our advertising and a marketing and everything else it's not just sitting there and painting pretty nails like a lot of people think um so if you are going to get into the beauty industry welcome it's amazing um there's opportunity to you know to make some amazing you know sort of money um have amazing opportunities um and just be you know in an industry that's absolutely thriving and i think sometimes as a beautician you just need reminding of that that you know what we do is amazing um sometimes you know we all have days even as beauticians where we just think oh gosh you know um i don't not necessarily i don't want to go to work or you might have a client and you think oh god i absolutely hate susan i can't believe she's in today um but you just have to think you know they're coming to you to spend their money they could take it anywhere else but they've chosen to bring it to you so i think sometimes we have to just be grateful for that um and appreciate that you know sort of people do want to come to us um do believe in us and have confidence and have faith in us and like what we do um and we are amazing um so that's all i'm here to say for this week's episode uh now next week's episode um hopefully we'll be back on a wednesday back on track um and then the week after i'll be on holiday so hopefully i'm going to take my microphone with me and i'll record a little podcast um from the beach on holiday um if there's any anything in particular you want to like listen about or you know you want me to mention on the podcast then just give me a shout and let me know um hopefully going to get a couple of guests on again um soon so i've got sort of people lined up um again if there's sort of anything or anybody in particular you know you think that might be of interest then give me a shout i'll definitely slide in the dms um and yeah thank you for listening guys i'm um, sorry it's a bit of a random chat this week i'm literally just sat on the settee charlie's been barking because he's got little doggy tourettes um he thinks you know he barks at fresh air um and hopefully have a nice week um 
hopefully we can inspire somebody to to do what we do if we're in the beauty industry and if you're thinking of getting into the beauty industry there's no time like the present just get on with it um don't hold back again it's always you know procrastination over progression um, is a big issue that we have so just get on with it uh, move out of your own way um, and you can make an amazing life as a beauty therapist well thanks for listening guys see you next week so thank you for listening to this episode of beauty business and being a boss babe podcast please remember to subscribe to my channel and if you could take a moment to leave a review honestly that would be amazing so i'll see you next week for another episode thank you